do it. Anakin, don't let your penis take you to hell. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice little deal. Oh, I don't want it to end. Anakin, don't let your penis take you to hell. That's going to be, that drop, we're going to get good run out of that. Thank you, Devin, for that. Oh, man, that song oh. fucking rules. I love Sandstorm. You big Sandstorm guy? Yeah. I can't see you uh, getting into, you know, go to the club. Oh, no, I <laughs> I am not, but I com- that song completely speaks to me, though. I, I feel like if I was brought up, if it, just timing-wise, it didn't hit me right, but in an alternative timeline, I could see myself getting into EDM and being, like, one of those kids. Just doing Molly and, like, <laughs> yeah. hanging out in an abandoned warehouse with a thousand others just raving. If I had, like, never met Bree, if I yeah. was just, like, single throughout my entire 20s, You'd like, be dead. I could see it happening. You'd be dead by oh, now. absolutely. <laughs> Like, even before Brie, I, like, uh, there were a couple of times going out where I, like, woke up in places that I did not, like, remember how I got there. So, oh, no. it's a good thing that that timeline, <laughs> like, ventured off. <laughs> yeah, we're happy. We're glad you're alive. Yeah, absolutely. That's Adam. But God, I love that sandstorm. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. I love Sandstorm. <laughs> I'm a big... We've been waiting to use Sandstorm. I know. Let's do it again. Your penis take you to hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Don't let your penis take you to Don't hell. Don't let your penis take you to hell. Charles. There has been something going around TikTok that I've seen where it's like, if you want to trigger a millennial, do this. And it's just the lead up to Sandstorm oh. like before it breaks. Just stop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would And like every off. millennial you see, like start moving their neck and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Sandstorm. Oh, it's a legendary yeah, song. That's good stuff. I remember the one time I think we hung out. I mean, we've hung out downtown, but like in like a club. Oh, yeah. You were miserable. Oh, yeah. Well, we went to see your girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And she was extremely sweet to me because I think she could tell that. Well, she worked there and she brought she brought you some. Um, she brought without even asking. She brought your me. Plugs. She brought me a rum and coke and she gave she handed it to me in one hand. And then in the other hand, she dropped in two earplugs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me. She she had her moments. Yeah, she did. She had moments. Yeah. She was all right. Absolutely. Anyways, welcome to the Clonecast. Welcome to the Clonecast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. What we do here is we're watching that goddamn Clone Wars show. We are on season seven, episode two. Now we're watching these in chronological order, mind you. So, season seven, episode two is a distant, a echo. distant echo. Little on the nose after you see the episode. Yes. Yeah, they're really giving that away. Uh, but how are you? Good. How are you? What's going on here? Not too bad. You came over and broke my Lego set. <laughs> <laughs> I barely touched the thing. I was so excited. Are the big ones, do they tend to be a little fragile? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones you don't, 
You don't want to play for those. Those are for looking, not for playing. I mean, you didn't break it. You just a little piece fell off. But then, like, I tried correcting it, and then another piece fell it's a off. Domino effect. And then you came in here, and I was in the other room, and you could just hear me yelling at it. God damn it! Yeah, I'll fix it later. It's fine. It was the most nuisance of pieces. Yeah, it was just you know those pieces where it's yep. just like. Legos are so functional, but every now and then you'll just get one where it's like, this is really cutting it close. Especially for the uh, the ones with the UCSs that come with the stands. Like, they're yeah. not built for picking up and, like, yeah. pretending that they're flying around. Yeah, and when you're dealing with, like, 3,200 pieces, like if, like, if you don't push one in, like, completely, or maybe it's, like, just a little off or something on the smaller pieces, that could throw the whole thing oh, yeah. off. And so, like, maybe there's just something that's just slightly off going into that, and now it's just, like, a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But did, it, you, did you build it while watching the Super Bowl? I've been building it for about a week and a half uh, now. Um, but, no, I mean, um, yeah, I put some work in throughout the Super Bowl. I put some work in just <laughs> randomly when I have downtime at work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's been coming together over the course of a few days. I'll post a picture of it on uh, Twitter here. What did you think about uh, the Super Bowl? Any thoughts? That's fine. I mean, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the most exciting game I've ever watched. Yeah. It was all right. Um, Interesting to see so many crypto commercials. God. Poor, why is, and you know, I love the Larry David commercial. Oh, I did too. But I hate that it was a crypto commercial. I started watching. Because Larry is also like a big environmentalist. Yes. And I'm like, Larry, you know how they, you know that they're cooking the earth. I'm completely convinced that he has no idea what the commercial was for. He just was like, okay, I'll do it. And watching the commercial, like, I thought it was a good commercial. Oh, it absolutely. And then, like, I was, like, laughing. And then at the end, like, the reveal comes that it's for crypto. And I was just kind of like, oh. Yeah. Like, I was a little disappointed. Did, did you scan the QR code one? Uh, I didn't pre-did. She did? Yeah. Okay. I it, it popped up. I was like, I'm not buying that. <laughs> And it kept bouncing around like the old DVD, like yep. uh, screensavers. You're waiting for it to bounce into I, the corner. I held out. I did yeah. not scan it. I did not scan it. And then sure enough, at the end, it was like crypto.com or yep. something. And I was just like, I'm glad I didn't fucking scan it. I guess it crashed their fucking app. Yeah. I've heard people talk about how like the sheer amount of commercials for like cryptocurrency and that type of thing, it is remis reminiscent of the Super Bowl. And I think it was like 2002. Was that like? Uh, GoDaddy or that that's shit. where it was like a ton of commercials for like pets.com socks.com ah. and it was like the precursor to the dot-com bubble like bursting ah so people are saying that like so dump I've, your crypto I guess I've read a couple of things that are like uh oh this has gone mainstream to the point where it's like probably going to burst what's the long-term future of it though I'm just really curious no clue no clue um, I don't know. We're flirting with it here, so maybe we should just get this out of the way. The following segment is not financial advice. I repeat, this is not financial advice. On with the show. Yeah, but I mean, if it's about to burst, you might want to get rid of that fucking crypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is our buddy still sitting on the doge? I don't know. I'm supposed to get drinks with him soon, so I'll have to ask him about it. I hope he got out with some money. Me too. Last time I talked to him, he had, like, at his peak, he had... I think like seventy eight grand. Yeah, when it worth when it, of Doge. in like May when it went nuts, yeah. right? And then like the last time I talked to him, he said that it was down to like twenty eight or something like that. But and he told me, well, he I was, mean, he got in really early, he so did. even like you know, yeah, 
He told me that he was holding, though, so I hope he... I know he was holding when it was at, like, 70, 80. Yep. So I hope he cashed out. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't looked in a while. I don't know what it's down to. Yeah, I haven't looked either. Every once in a while, I'll get a push update from uh, Robin Hood on my phone about Clove. Yeah. It's still, like, it selling is... at, like, $2. Is that where it's at? <laughs> it's that low? It was at some point, yeah. Hey, man, it's good that I dumped it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I think I, I would still be... got, like, I bought, like, $50 worth when it was at, like, 13 So uh, I should have dumped that day one. <laughs> I, I was cut out to be a day trader, not an investor. Yeah. Oh man! Did Fuck. you see the uh, the halftime show? Yeah, I did. I mean, it was entertaining. I, you yeah. know, I I found myself getting into it a little bit. Like I I haven't listened. I don't listen to rap really anymore. Yeah, but I mean that shit. Like I listen to that religiously. Oh yeah, you know, like Eminem and Dr. Dre yep. and Snoop Dogg. I listen to that religiously for a good period of my life. Yeah. You know, so well, speaking of like sandstorm triggering millennials, like that was another thing that I've seen like trending online is like this halftime show was like perfect for people. Oh, this was the millennial halftime show. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's a weird kind of like, I've noticed it's like a weird kind of like Venn diagram of like us as millennials, like getting into it and like really appreciating the halftime show. Yeah. But then on opposite ends, there's like zoomers and Gen Z kids who like, completely think we're like elderly for liking that halftime show yeah and then on the other end there's still like boomers who are like this isn't music yeah but then again the boomers every year say that yeah i mean it could be literally anyone well and i they mean would find there was that complain. stretch where it was like springsteen and the who and yeah. like mccartney rolling stone and that appeased yeah. them yeah um but no i mean they did are you just see, did you see charlie kirk's tweet about it <sighs> What? He was. He, oh, I'll I'll look it up, but it's fucking ridiculous. Well, Candace Owens tweeted something along the lines like, "This is what real hip hop's all about." Like, yeah, and like, but then like, I saw a TikTok was like showing the comments from yep. her followers, and it was just like horribly racist shit and all this, you know. And just, I saw that too. Like, uh, the, all the comments were like, "Candace, no, don't you? Re- no, 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 no. You're supposed to be a white supremacist. That's yes. why we're following you. You can't like this." Yes. Oh God, I, I does she? She has to be grifting. Oh, absolutely. There's no way she believes in all of the things that she's spouting. Yeah. I'm sure it started with her believing like half-heartedly in some of it. But yeah. I don't. Know. Are you finding the Kirk? I'm working on it. What? Who, who gives a fuck what Charlie Kirk has? To, why is he still a thing? The hilarious part about Charlie Kirk is he was He's a literal potato. He got. <laughs> His face is so tiny. <laughs> it's a potato. <laughs> He's got a big old potato head. He then... got successful when he was younger because he was like a college kid who was conservative and he started making the rounds and he got a bunch of those like weird think tanks money because he was convincing them like I know how to reach college kids. And so they just started throwing money at him. But now he's aged out of it. And so he, like, doesn't know. He's, like, trying to find an audience. Yeah. Well, it's turning really point, strange yeah, to I mean, watch. Turning Point in USA is completely funded by, like, the Koch brothers and shit. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So his tweet was, the NFL is now the league of sexual anarchy. This halftime show should not be allowed on television. Sexual anarchy? <laughs> yeah. What was so sexual about There's it? There's nothing sexual about it. There's people dancing. I mean, I guess the 50 Cent song, you know, in the club yeah. has some sexual lyrics I in think it. I like, w- at one point, 
somebody on stage like grabbed their crotch and that was pretty much it. Dude, this was like compared to other halftime shows in the last five, six years. This was like one of the least sexual yes, ones. Absolutely. <sighs> like, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't recall Lady Gaga's, but I'm sure there was some horny shit going on there. Yeah. Yep. Um, Katy Perry. I'm sure there was horny shit going on there. What is he talking about? He's just saying things. Yes. I know he, what it is. He just tweeted to get, like, I, I'm convinced he wanted to get, like, threads and, like, wanted his own tweet to go viral for just how out of touch it was. Probably. It's orchestrated. Yeah. I don't know. He's just a fucking idiot. I think I think the real problem he had with it is that it was predominantly black performers. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably where it yeah. really lies. Yep. Um. So, yeah, he sucks, man. <laughs> He's awful. But I just can't wait for the Zoomers to take over the halftime show and we get, like, James Charles doing makeup <laughs> tips <laughs> for 10 fucking minutes. You or know? we get, uh, oh, God, what's the guy's name that's been on the song of the week for a while? The Box. Oh, yeah, Roddy Rich. Roddy the Rich Box. is going to be the yeah. next halftime show. I'll, I'll be it. Then, then I'll be lost for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I it thought was the great. Set, the set was cool. The set was. Fantastic. I don't know. I understand. Like Fifty Cent was trying to like, like uh, you know, uh, kind of a because in the video for In the Club, like he started doing you know like he was upside down yeah. pull ups or yeah. push ups or whatever the sit ups. Excuse me. Yep. But I don't know why he decided to go with that. It looked very awkward. I don't know yeah. if they didn't rehearse it enough or what. Well, the thing, like. He used to be like five percent body fat, you know, like just a, and like I don't know when he got down and like he's not like fat. He, but yeah. he's definitely he's put on some pounds. Yes, but I mean you can tell he still like lifts and shit. Like I mean, he's not everyone who's in their like twenties who's bulked up and muscular. Like that's what they look like. They yeah, kind of swell out a little bit. Yeah, and it's not like it's fat, but yeah, no, they get bigger. He's not fat, but he's just huskier than yes. he used to be. You know, um, but I it was not a good look. No, <laughs> no, it was not. I had fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like all the blood rushed to his head very yes. quickly. And like I saw, like he wasn't even. He was like a surprise. He yeah. wasn't actually supposed to. Be, they must have told him like two weeks ago. Hey, why don't you come in and do this with us? And he was like, Well, I don't know. I've been sitting around <laughs> eating a lot of powdered donuts, <laughs> but. I saw him like they had like this overview shot of like the stage and I saw this guy that was like going in to do like a an upside down sit up and I was like, what the fuck is that guy doing? And then sure enough, it's 50 cent dropping <laughs> yep. down. I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. It was um, great. Did you see the people that were talking about Snoop's outfit? And they were like, <laughs> like, and it's very like lib shit. They were like, this is I am so happy to see this. Snoop is siding with Ukraine because oh apparently the outfit that he was wearing are the same colors of the Ukrainian flag. It's also the same colors as the Los Someone Angeles Rams. Some, somebody retweeted it was like, um, those are the Los Angeles Rams colors. And then the person responded and was like, yes, but if you look, the embroidery on his outfit is also emblematic of Ukrainian culture. And then someone else like reply tweeted and was like, Snoop is a crip, and that is <laughs> why his outfit looks like that. He literally did the sea walk. Like, <laughs> I was listening to like the radio, like K Fan Tagri, and one of the hosts, like older guy, was just like, "Man, and Snoop is just cool, man." The way he looks, <laughs> and I'm just, I was like, "He's he's sea walking, like sea <laughs> walking there." <laughs> I love that there are some people who like growing up in the '90s, like we all heard like the Talking Heads 
talk about like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, Dre is like this is like devil worshiping type yeah. stuff. This is this is cultural decay. Yeah. And now they do the halftime show and even the talking head like middle-aged white dudes are like Yes, you know what? I think Snoop Dogg is actually like doing some really cool stuff out there, and like <laughs> it's just so odd. I will say this: Snoop is the coolest fucking dude. Oh yeah, of all time. He doesn't. He barely even has to move when he sea walks. You know, he just does like the little yeah. thing, and it's the coolest looking thing. Yeah. I love Snoop. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, Snoop is like, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like the uh, Oprah for our generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the ambassador for yeah. millennials. Um. But yeah, it was fun. All in all, good stuff. All in all, it was a good show. Yeah. I, um, I started cataloging some bins. Eminem took a knee, by the way. Did I did see, see that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Apparently, the NFL told no. And he was like, fuck you. I'm doing it anyways. Apparently, they... I, who knows if it's true, but... But he was also, it was also during a part of like a, the riff or I Ain't Mad At You, which is a Tupac song. Yeah. So they don't know. Like People are like, well, was it a Kaepernick thing? Or was it just like Tupac's dead and they're playing yep. a riff from a Tupac song? I don't know. Who knows if it, who knows? If, I was hoping for Tupac hologram. I wanted a Tupac yeah, 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 hologram. Yeah. Um, the other part that I heard too is they told Dr. Drake to like not sing a certain part of his song that was talking about like killing cops or yeah. like executing cops or something, and he <laughs> did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking hilarious, man. Good stuff. Uh, it was a weird, wild, wacky show. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, that was a Super Bowl. It was talk, awesome I that I was like listening to the Super Bowl halftime show, like listening to, listening to like formerly gangster rap music, getting into it while catal- categorizing Legos. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was great juxtaposition. Bin by bin, you were working on the bins, huh? Working on bins. Oh, bin time! <laughs> you're gonna have to let me know when you're ready to drop some bin knowledge on. Well, us. I got a little bit. Well, let's wait a... until we can do a full load yeah, here. Yeah, I don't okay. got anything prepared for it. Okay. Well, I got nothing prepared. Okay. Oh, man. What was I going to say, though? I was thinking of something. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Like, remember how we mentioned, like, as a kid, you thought you would definitely run into quicksand? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. quicksand was, like, something like, oh, we're definitely going to have to deal with quicksand. Yep. And, like, mirages. Yep. Um, I definitely thought. it. Also, I definitely thought, like, I would, on a regular basis, if I went outside, I would have to deal with either bloods or crips. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, completely. Street gangs. Yep. Yeah. Like I absolutely thought like convinced that was going to be a big part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> also thought if I took a wrong turn in a park, I could wind up in a mine cart yeah. somewhere. Just tons of weird stuff as a kid. Yeah. I don't know if I even <laughs> I also thought if I even like smelled marijuana, I was going to go on some kind of like drug addled blackout. Oh, binge. There was like uh, a neighbor down the street like um. My neighbor across the street was like a buddy, and he was a little bit older than me, and he would go down the street, and he played drums, and the guy down the street played guitar, and like they were like, had his band over there, and he's like, oh, let's go, you want to listen to him play? I was like, yeah, you know, and I went there, and I remember like, they had like a joint, yeah, just yeah. like sitting up in, in the basement, and I remember it was just like sitting on a little, and I was just like, I literally thought I was going to die. <laughs> I thought like I was like I left there and I was like oh I think I'm, I think something's wrong with me. That propaganda shit worked on me, man. Oh, Derek, I kids drug off drugs will fucking warp your mind. I thought like I could not even fathom doing a drug because I thought that was gonna be it. Yeah, yeah, man. And now it's gone. Like I feel like I've gone to the I've gotten to the point where it's gone too far the other direction. 
where there have been times where I've thought to myself, like, well, I mean, I could probably do heroin like once or twice. And then, I mean, <laughs> it's not it's probably not nearly as bad as Dare made it out to be. Yeah, they really went over the top. With it. <laughs> yes, Is the did. Dare program still going? I think so. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had like a cop that came in once a week and like yep. they, they made us do like skits and shit. Officer friendly. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Fucking. Have you ever listened to the McGruff, McGruff, the crime dog yes. songs? Oh, they <laughs> yes! fucking. Those songs. They're actually really catchy. Yeah. The one about cracking cocaine yeah. is wonderful. Cracking cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking rocks. Uh, we'll have to play that one of these You times. will hear that. Now, fair enough. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot the words, but I think I went through a, a couple days where I listened to it like a thousand times. Yes, and it was just so good. Well, there was a trend going around on TikTok where they would like they would thread it with like, like, did you ever see the footage of Billy Joel going nuts in Moscow? He did a concert in Moscow where he was just like blitzed out of his mind. And he was, like, yelling at the crew to, like, turn off lights. And he ended serious? up, like, flipping his piano. Oh, my God. And, like, something on TikTok was, like, Billy Joel acting like that. And it was like, hey, Billy, how'd you wind up doing this? And he was like, getting high on cracking cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he drove uh, drunk on Long Island yeah, and he, like, he drove crashed into, into a neighbor's house? house. <laughs> Billy Joel fucking rules. Yeah, he does. I had no idea how cool that guy was until I was older. Yeah, I think he's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah driving in the houses, man. <laughs> Nothing better. Nothing better. Did you hear the story about the uh, the fucking um, collectible store up in Forest Lake that got housed for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars no! worth of Pokemon cards? No, somebody broke in. Like the place is called like Punch Collectibles or something like that, and the guy literally punched through a wall and broke in there. Holy shit! And jacked like two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of Pokemon cards. Oh my god. Now, you know, that sucks for them, but, like, they got him on camera. Like, he's going to be caught in, like, a week. But anyways, my thought is maybe we need to expand the collectible zone a bit. Oh, yeah. If I mean, if they got got $250,000 worth of Pokemon cards in Forest Lake, I'll drive north. Yeah, I'll I'll, drive north. I'll go to Forest Lake. Oh, there's more. Did you make it to Cedar Cliff on Sunday? Not yet. Oh, okay. I will for the next record, though, and I'll have a full report for Cedar Cliff. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go some point this week. Okay. Just got a little tied up. There's another place that I think you should go as well, because Cedar Cliff guy, he's eccentric, but eccentric in a way that we enjoy. Yeah. There's another collectible store in the metro in... uh, roseville i believe called uh dr zeros oh i've heard of it mr zeros yeah i think it's dr zeros i Um, thought they're more of a retro gaming store well he's got a bit of everything okay but i think this guy you know how like cedar cliff guy we like him yeah we think he's still like he's with it yeah the mr zero yeah (laughs) i think had one too many acid trips really yeah Nice. And, like, he's a nice guy. I've talked to him and stuff before. But, like, he has a random parrot in the collectible store, like, in a cage. Okay. And he, I think, at one point was a DJ. So the music that plays is, it's like if, okay, we've talked about Cedar Cliff Guy's playlist. Is it like this? It's reminiscent of Cedar Cliff Guy, but imagine Cedar Cliff Guy if between each song... Cedar Cliff guy was acting like the DJ. 
like Dr. Zero or Mr. Zero, whatever his name is, yeah. was at one point a DJ and has curated mixes of him introducing the next song. Oh, my God. You got to go in. How it's big is nuts. the store? Um, It's maybe slightly bigger than Cedar Cliff. Okay. But if you look in the back room, I still need to talk to him about it. He has a he has a poster of Linda Ronstadt that I will pay fifty dollars for. <laughs> it is a lovely poster. You've never talked about Mister Zero. I love Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, I know. But You've yeah, never talked about Mister Zero. Mister Zero, you got to go in there. He's he's fucking bonkers. But he, <laughs> I went in there the last time I went in there. He, I heard him talking to a customer, and he said that someone just had broken in and really? stolen a bunch of shit. Jeez, so. Maybe it's the same guy. Could be. Oh, there's a heist going on here. <laughs> Not very professional, but you know. No. Uh, I do have a special segment today. Should we get to it? Yeah. All right, let's do it. The Clone Cast presents Star Wars Love Letters. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that. Okay, so for February, I did say we would do love letters. Yeah. Um, so let's see. What was it? Christmas, we started with the letters of Santa. Yep. January is New Year's resolutions. So we are going to be doing love letters this month. Lovely. Um, so we'll do it on Thursdays. Um, so we don't have many left. But if you want to write any in, you can certainly clonecastpod at gmail.com. Of course. And also, heads up, we're trying to bridge the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels. We're going to take like a bit of a breather in between. How long that's going to be? Slight, I don't know. Slight sabbatical. A couple weeks. Yeah. Some, not, not that long. But we might. We, we kind of want to do some bonus things maybe during that. I yeah. don't know. So, so if you have, like, ideas... Well, also, question, like, if there is any particular moment of any particular episode that you think would fit a, I don't know, a Greatest Hits compilation, write in and let us know. Yeah. Because... Like, I don't know what... We've done know. so much of this, it's kind of blended together. Yeah, and, when you talk four hours a week, twice a week, you know... I, yeah. I, Even I, I've gone back, like, I don't know, a year ago and listened to an episode, I completely forgot some of the stuff that we've done. Yeah. And some of that stuff fit the bill. Yeah. So if there's anything particular that you really enjoyed, let us know. Um, if you have any ideas for possible bonus episodes that you'd like to hear us do at some point, um, certainly open to suggestions there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We got... You know, we got we still got some episodes to go, but I mean, Rebels is going to be coming up soon, it's right around the corner, right around the corner. So, anyways, um, yeah, clonecastpod at gmail dot com. Reach out to us. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. All right, we're gonna have Adam read one. Let's see, one, two, three, or four. Uh, three. All right, this is a good one. Oh boy. Dear Count, my love, how I long for your touch. I've been waiting patiently for you in bed at the castle on Sereno. The council does not know that I am here, but the archives are completely unattended at this time. Oh, I do not care. It will all be worth it when your embrace is felt on my bare skin. My sweet Dooku, how I miss you so. I will be here waiting as long as it takes. The... <laughs> The Cialis is on the ca- yeah. is on the counter. Yours yeah. forever, J. New. <laughs> oh, they're gonna have sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which one should I read here? 
Um, not really, uh, let's see here. This isn't really a love letter, but I'm going to read this one. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, Valentine's Day, it doesn't have to be about romantic love. It can be about uh, familial love as yeah. well, you know? It's, a, it's about love. Anyways. Hello. You may not know me, but I know you. I don't know why I've chosen this day to write to you, but the mood struck me. My mother always told me about you, your adventures, your wisdom, your laugh, and your unmistakable charm. She also told me that I was a chip off the old block. She told me that I was just like you, Dad. Yes, that is right. You are my father. Mother did not want to burden you with this. She knows what that you would have left the order, and she knows that the order was a necessary beacon of light in your life. But she is gone now. She may not have wanted me to tell you all of this, but I can't help it. I am your boy, and I love you, Dad. Please come to Sundari for a visit. I just picked up a couple baseball gloves, and we could play catch. <laughs> your number one son, Corky Creep... No, Corky Kenobi. Corky <laughs> Kenobi. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. Yeah. Okay, one or two? Uh, two. Okay. This one's stupid. <laughs> My sweet pumpkin Padme, you are so beautiful. I'm haunted by the kiss you should have <laughs> never given me. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Sorry, I got distracted. You are so beautiful. Believe me, I wish I could wish away my feelings, but I can't. I wouldn't dare insult a senator. You are... <laughs> are you an angel? I hate you! <laughs> Anakin. All right. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> He's a little all over the place. He may not be regulated properly. Oh, God. The things medication could have done for that guy. Oh, man. Just get him some Wellbutrin. He's going to be <laughs> feeling great. Okay, so I only made four because I was just kind of throwing these yeah. together. You know. But if you want to send in more. I like them. Yeah. Okay, so it's, I guess it's fitting that I read this one. So, my beloved. I can't fathom where I would be without you. When I take my hands and press them against your body, I feel unhinged. The sound of joy that we make when our connection is complete is to die for. The beautiful sculpture of love that only you and I can create is second only to looking upon Olympus itself. The click, that sweet click, oh my Lego love. How I long to build more sets. May they grow larger and larger. Love, Tom. <laughs> I like, I like, you click it, when you click it, yeah. it's very satisfying. Oh, it is a fun one. All righty, should we do the time warp? Yes. Let's do it. Keep out of red. Bop, bop, bop. Keep out of red. Okay, a distant echo aired on February 28th, 2020. Uh, still Sonic, still the box. <laughs> still Sonic, still the box. So I figure since we're doing birthdays, I might as well pull another uh, birthday out there. Um, we did D. Bradley Baker last time. So, yeah. Um, I thought a good transition would be to Dave Filoni. Hey. So we're going to be doing a number one song and number one movie from June 7th, 1974. Dave Filoni's June birthday. June 7th, 1974. 7th. June 7th. June 7th. 1974. Okay, so we obviously have a... Uh, let's do the movie first. Um, okay. We'll just get it out of the way. Uh, I forgot... What the f God, it's got Robert Redford. It's kind of like a heist-type movie. Robert Redford heist. 
I think. Any other clues? No. Is it Butch Cassidy? No. I get it going here. Hold on one second. Gee, bata. Okay. Yes. Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Oh, is it The Sting? It is The Sting. Oh! Yeah. Scott Joplin soundtrack. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. Maple Leaf Rag. Oh, that's some good stuff. The Sting. The Sting. That's some heavy hitters. Paul Newman and Robert Redford. It's a great movie. Have you seen it? No. I don't think I have. You should check it out. It's got that sweet, funky ragtime music. Oh, really? Yeah, Scott Joplin. Oh, sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. So, number one song. Now, I'm excited about this. I was so excited that I picked a clip that would just run for 30, 40 seconds. One of our favorite artists. Uh, we have discussed recently about going to see this particular artist in oh, the near future. Yes, we have. Yes. <sighs> what song would this be? 74? Yep. Can you give me an, the album it's off of? I'll give you a better hint. Okay. We mentioned he re-released this song as a collaboration that also hit big like 10 years later. Oh. 15 years later with an artist that we mentioned recently. Um, uh, It's George Michael, right? Yep. Is it uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart? No, it's Don't Let the Sun Go Down oh. on Me. Don't let I got a full minute. singing karaoke was every once in a while when you go and do karaoke there are people that go and sing karaoke and they take it way too seriously oh yeah and they like have good voices yeah so it's like what are you doing like why are you like showing off like yeah i don't have a good voice i just go up and sing because it's fun yeah um and there was like i i was doing karaoke in chicago and there was these two people that were like i could tell were just friends and they were like Going up and song after song, both of them just had killer voices, and I put in that song for yeah. myself to sing. And I went up, and as soon as the music started, I saw both of them like turn and look like, <gasps> like because they had wanted to do that song and had it put in. So they're one of those people that just hoard the songs yes. and just keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. So they were very disappointed that someone with a horrible voice like myself were to sing it. But then I invited one of them up and we sang it together. There you go. Yeah, it was fun. Very nice. God, it's a great song. Give them some glory. It is a great song. I always love the karaoke singers that are like mid. Yeah. Like they're like, all right, you got an okay voice. Yeah. Like for a karaoke bar, you're doing okay. Yeah. But... You know, but they, but those people also like tend to take it the most seriously yep. too, and it's just like, 
And uh, this ain't Royal Albert Hall, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's calm down here. At least, like... This ain't the Grand my Old My voice is not, is not g- good by any means, but it's not, like, completely tone deaf. Yeah. And I feel like that's the sweet spot to be in as long as you, like, fully commit. Yes. If you don't commit and your voice isn't great, it's not fun. No. But if you commit and your voice is even somewhat par, yeah. people have fun. Love karaoke, and then, of course, you always have the obligatory Sir Mix-a-Lot, like, bridesmaids yeah. fucking party going on yep. where they go up and do Sir Mix-a-Lot. What a, the one time I feel like I kind of went past the point with karaoke is I had gone up, like, a bunch already that evening. I had one too many drinks, and I just was like, oh, it was during my, like, I was, a, I was on a, like, a month-long obsession with ABBA. Ah, like, yes. I was just obsessed. And so I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to do this one because I had just been obsessed with Chickadita. I've like I listened <laughs> to it like on a loop. So I was like, yes, I'm doing that one. And I put it in and I got up and like by the second sentence, I was like, this was a huge mistake. That's a tough one. <laughs> it was very tough. Yeah, you don't want to do ABBA. That's no. tough. No. Oh, that's a that tough one. That was not fun. I think my karaoke highlight all time was what's the bar? On Snelling is the gay bar. Oh, I don't know. Town Hall or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Over on Snelling. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know that one. Not Snelling. Snelling and uh, what's that? University. Town Hall something. It's right over there by where they built the stadium now. Yeah. I don't know that one. I did uh, four non-blondes. What's up? Oh, that's great. Oh, it was a fun one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I like karaoke. I think my go-to's telephone line. Oh, it's a great one. Oh, do up. Hello. How are you? All right. Uh, let's play this again. Don't let We got to plan a karaoke night. That'd oh. be fun. Maybe, to, maybe it's like a rap party. Yeah. Rap party cast. will go out. We've been talking about taking field trips. Yeah. We had field trips. What does it even mean to take a field trip? Though? I have no idea. We just talk about it? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get into the episode? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Do it. Hello. General Kenobi. And it can don't let your penis take you to hell. Okay, here we go. Season seven, episode two. Season seven, episode two. A distant echo. What could it mean? I don't get it. But they did. Oh, they, they test. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. Is it Valentine's Day today? Well, it was. Yesterday. We wish people happy Valentine's happy Day Valentine's last episode. Day. Yeah. Did you do anything for it? Nah, Did no. your mom? Does your mom get you anything for Valentine's Day? No. Okay. Uh, does your mom? No. Okay. Not since I've been younger. But I worked on the gunship. Okay. That's what I did. Yeah. Oh. I went out and got food poisoning. So. Last night? Yeah. 
What? I was up all last night. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's why you called in sick today. Yeah. How are you feeling now? I feel better. That's good. But I, oh, it was. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to a restaurant in St. Paul called Meritage. Meritage. It's, it's that's a nice restaurant. It's very good. That's, uh, remember Craig Kilborn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. From the, he was a uh, late show fame. Late, late show. Daily show. Before John Stewart. The Daily Show. Before oh, John Stewart. Oh, and Sport. then the Late Late Show. Sports yeah. Center, then the Daily Show, and then the He's yep. from he's from here. Yep. And he was in town recently. His his Instagram account is hilarious. Oh, okay. He's a very funny guy. I've always enjoyed Craig Kilborn. But he was at the Meritage when yeah. he was in town. It's his favorite. He said it was the best restaurant in St. Paul. It's a great restaurant. Yeah. I'm not I'm not disparaging it by any means. Like we go there all the time. It's it's like one of Bree and I's favorite restaurants. So what happened? I think I got a bad oyster. Oh, the oysters. Yeah. Yeah. But we did that, and then because everything else I ate was pretty innocuous. It was like, it was oysters, French onion soup, we had, uh, like scallops for okay. main course. But throughout the whole meal, my stomach just felt like Ooh. just bloated and kind of like it wasn't digesting right. Uh-huh. And we went home, and it was just like, I reached a point where- Did Brie get sick? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. And she had pretty much the same thing I did. Ooh. So trouble i don't know it just hit me the wrong way but i reached a point last night where it was like something in my body was just like okay uh everything in here needs to be out of here sure so that's that was my night sometimes you got to clear it out yeah that's yeah, just a reset button no big deal yeah <laughs> yeah it's no big deal i cleared out recently yeah that was a colonoscopy but uh oh the first bill came in for it by the oh, way oh how'd that go uh, the anesthesia was mostly covered by insurance. So I only hey. owe like 40 bucks on okay. that one, 25 or something. Uh, but the procedure itself is the one I'm fearing. Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be a thousand to 2000. Do you have to pay 20% of that? Yeah. It's, uh, I think I've hit my deductible at this point. So it's 80, 20. Okay. So they pay 80, I pay 20, which such horseshit. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Anybody that's against like Medicare for all, like, I can understand if you've never gotten like sick and you're just kind of like, what? I just want to spend my 10 bucks every paycheck or whatever, the 50 bucks, whatever it is, every paycheck. The instant you have to start actually dipping into that, you're going to be like, fuck this healthcare system. Well, the other part about it, too, like I could even understand the concept of insurance instead of government backed healthcare. I could understand it if insurance operated the way that it did when it was first conceived, where it was like. Okay, you just pay into this system, and then when you get sick, we just pull from the system, yes. and we cover you no. at everything. But instead, it's like, you pay into this system, and then when you get sick, we have this puzzle you have to solve. Yes. And then, um, depending you, on uh, <laughs> the puzzle and the resolution, blah, blah, if blah. If you look into the timeline of insurance companies as an entity, like it slowly has developed. Like Those things weren't like at the genesis of insurance companies becoming a thing it was like slowly they've discovered like oh we can make more money if we make the people that we're supposed to pay pay for themselves so that's where things like deductibles and Uh co-pays and co-insurance comes from and like that's the i feel like if insurance companies just weren't so fucking greedy then I feel like people wouldn't be so outraged. Yeah. And well, it's just funny to me. Like, it's like, okay, 80, 20. So I have, you know, let's say I'm on the hook for a thousand dollars. Like how much money have I given to you over the years that I've never yes. actually, yeah. you know, yep. 
It's so fucking stupid. Anyways, we're getting off track. This is that's more of a first twenty and forty minutes. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we'll the get Let's get on with this episode. We could go on a all day about how much we hate that echo. That's more. I think that was just for uh, you know, like Devin and whoever's playing the clone cast bingo, which is hilarious, by yeah. the way. Um, yeah, it's really funny. That's your socialist talk for the episode. You know who's you go. definitely going to reach their deductible? Who? Echo. Once he gets back to Coruscant, he's looking rough. <laughs> But that's not till the end. We just spoiled the whole yeah, fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> okay, so where we left off is they uh, they were on Skako Minor, and they found out that that uh, the code that they went to go listen to was actually the call sing Echo's call signal. CT, I, I don't ever write down something, something, something. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those bad fans that doesn't remember every fucking name clone's yeah, call letters. Yeah. <laughs> then there's like people who have like entire accounts dedicated to the call letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am not one of those. <laughs> um, but well, I do know one CT five 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 five. Okay, well that's easy enough. Yeah, yeah. That's five. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of fives. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, but we are going to start off the episode with Rex Hunter and Anakin. They're back at the base on Skako Minor, and. Um, they're going to be a little conversation planning their next moves here. And then we get a hilarious little uh, disagreement between Rex and Anakin at the end. Well, it is the general staff isn't completely behind this mission. I admit the idea that Echo is still alive is a long shot. I'm sure the council will approve the mission. Just remember the primary goal is to learn how the separatists are predicting our strategy, whether it's Echo behind it or not. Well, if you want my opinion, it sounds like a trap. But me and the boys will tag along anyway. If only to say I told you so. Just make sure you're ready if we get the go-ahead from General Kenobi. If you're certain he'll approve the mission, why wait? Let's get going. First, we have that thing to do. Hey, what thing? You know? We don't have time for that, sir. Yes, we do. Well, I'll just let you two sort this out. I'll be waiting on the ship with the rest of the team. Come on, Rex, I'm late as it is. Okay, so. You're kind of like, what the Did fuck you see is... this one coming? Uh, well, I mean, I've seen this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. before. Now, I'm saying when you first saw the episode. No, like, I think I mentioned early, early episodes. I was like, I don't think Rex is going to like Obi-Wan. And you're like, oh, really? Why? And I was like, well, I keep seeing, I've seen this meme template go around where you see Obi-Wan wave at Rex, and then you see <laughs> Rex say, Oh, great, or whatever. And I was like, "What? why would he be upset about talking to Obi-Wan? And then when I saw this, I was very heartened yes. that Rex does not have ill will towards Obi-Wan. No, he's yeah. just he's just Anakin's little fucking gopher here. Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah. This is so stupid. But let's talk about it. So Anakin goes into the barracks, and he takes Rex's helmet with him. So he's like doing he's his cover as he's doing some sort of gear check inspection, like, yeah. which makes no sense. Like, why does Anakin need to inspect whatever? But yep. that's the cover they're going with here. So Anakin goes into the barracks and Rex just stands guard on the other side of the doors um, looking very conspicuous. Yeah. Rex is like, this sucks. Rex <laughs> is not having it. He's not. No. He's not happy about this. But so Anakin goes into the barracks and he. Drops this little pod on the floor and hits a button and it's a hollow and it's Padme hollowing in. So he's going to have a conversation with Padme. Padme, now this is pre-Revenge of the Sith, but is showing baby bump. Yes. Like if this was Us Weekly, the paparazzi would be like, is Padme pregnant? Yeah, you yeah. know, and they would like have a bunch of pictures. With the photoshopped arrows yeah. going all yeah, around. Yeah, like look at this bump here. Yeah, that's what would be going on. Speaking of celebrity gossip, have you seen the Kanye shit the last few oh, days? I've 
been out of the loop. I just know that he's going on another manic episode. Oh, it's it's fuck, dude. Didn't he criticize Pete Davidson's dad for dying in 9-11 or something? Like I don't know. That? I can't keep up. I can't keep up. But I will say this. It is. It's sad. Oh, yeah. And like I was talking with Devin on TikTok and he was like, he's like, I don't know. I bet you there. You know, it's either like he's just, you know, needs serious help or this is all just like some sort of crazy promotion thing. And I was like. Yeah, I was starting. It's getting so weird that I was starting to think like this is some Kardashian fucking Kanye promotion type yeah. thing going on. But then I was like, I think that's actually even sicker if that's what oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that actually like tracks. I think maybe it is a promotion thing, and these people think that they're sane, yeah. but they are not. They're even <laughs> less sane yeah. than they're putting on. Did you ever get into Kanye? Uh, early Kanye was good. I well, really enjoyed like first three albums, Kanye. I just, I never like, for whatever reason, I just completely missed the boat on it. So, yeah. and like, I recognize that he's a talented guy. Like I, I've talked to people that think he's like a genius. Like I talked to somebody who like wrote their college thesis about like Kanye being like in the likes of Beethoven and Mozart. Okay. First and, like, of all, that type of thing. That, that piss, that's no. Well, I I recognize that might be a little hyperbolic. No, but, it, but no, people there are people that actually think that's that. what I'm saying. And the guy, like literally, like half his good songs are samples. Yeah, like I'm sorry, you're not Beethoven if <laughs> you're sampling right. everything. But uh, I he, don't. Know. His early stuff was really good. I recognize that he's good, but I no, just, he is really good at what he does. And from a marketing standpoint, like. That's where I think from an outsider's perspective, I don't know how much of this is orchestrated versus how much of it is just like mental illness that has gone unchecked. There is real mental illness with yeah. him there. Like there really is. And I don't I think, you know, he's probably got a bunch of people that surround him that don't do anything about right. it. And that's probably the problem. Um like his mom passed away like ten years ago probably now. Yep. And I just don't think he ever recovered from that. Sure. Like she was like his one constant in his life. Yeah. And I think he just, you know, and then he gets in a relationship with Kim. They have kids and then that ends. And I and she's got the thing with her, like the thing with like celebrities, like. When you're in a if there's in a relationship, they break up like you, you're visibly going to see who they're dating next all the time. And it's yeah. thrown in your face because it's just paparazzi everywhere and stuff. So, like, I'm sure like he's just melting down. Sure. But I don't know. It's it's sad. The whole thing's sad. Yeah. But yeah, he needs help. <laughs> yeah. He definitely needs help. Um, so I don't know who's going to get it for him, though. But whatever. Anyways, <laughs> it's wild, though. Like, if you follow it, it is wild. Weird? Wild. I'm not making it up. Wacky stuff. He tweeted something like giving Osama bin Laden credit for killing Pete Davidson's dad. Or it was something like that. I'm I mean, serious. It's, it, it tracks with how he's been acting. Yes. Like, there was this weird, like, picture. It must have been from an SNL skit or something. It was, like, Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they had, like, their pants around their ankles or something. And it was just, like, clearly, like, a some sort of comic-style photo. Like, whatever. You know, it was a joke. And he's, like, the post was, like, that picture. It was, like, you are never going to see my kids. Like, <laughs> God, we're living in weird times. I don't know. I've... Like, as a person, though, I've been out on Kanye as a person for about 10 years now. Oh, sure. And it's been, like, it started, like, the Taylor Swift stuff, like, the VMA stuff is where it kind of, where I was like, what the fuck is going on yeah. with this guy? You know, like, and then it's just been a slow burn since then. It's just been getting worse and worse. <laughs> like, 
I don't. He fucking sucks, dude. Oh yeah. And Kim Kardashian fucking sucks. Yeah. Like they both just suck. What's like, crazy is if you ever if you ever read the transcript or the reporting of like what went on behind the scenes at the VMAs after that. Yeah. It's like next level blockers. It, it's like an episode of a crossover TV show. Because I guess, like, Beyonce was, like, mortified, and she, like, wouldn't talk to Kanye. And then I guess, like, behind the scenes, like, nobody was really talking to him, except Pink, like, ran up to him and told him to go fuck himself and that he's a fucking monster. That's (laughs) awesome. like that. I know. There's a... Devin showed it to me. There was, like, a letter that Kelly Clarkson wrote him after that. Oh, really? And she was nominated in the same category, I believe. And, like, she was like, you're a fucking prick. Like, she lays into him. Dude... We're Swifties here. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're big Swifties now. Although I got Devin's quiz question wrong today. Oh, what was it? I didn't say I don't know. Like, what do you think of when you hear Tim McGraw? And I was like, I don't know, something about a guitar or something. Yeah. I don't know that song that well. I don't know that one either. I don't like Country Swift. We got to get we got to get deeper into T-Swift. Oh, we got to get very deep into T-Swift. We need we need to know. Yeah. No, but this is my kind of T-Swift. That's yeah. good stuff. Um... Wow, we are really off topic. <laughs> we made the mistake of starting the episode before we were ready to actually talk about the episode, <laughs> yes. and here we are. Where were we? Oh, yeah. He goes in the barracks, right? Uh, having a secret conversation with Padme, uh, showing the baby bump. That's where we got off track. Baby the bump. baby bump. Uh, remember Raffi? Baby beluga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a podcast I heard advertised, Finding Raffi. Why yeah. are we always finding people on podcasts? Because it gets listeners. Whatever. They should listen so, to us. They should have learned their lesson from that Gene Simmons one. We should or just, not Gene, Richard Simmons. Did yeah, you finding Richard Simmons. Whereas, like, he was leading up to the final episode, and then, like, I don't know if, like, lawyers got involved, but the final episode aired, and he was like, yeah, never mind. I can't air any of what I recorded, so instead I'm just going to do this. And he, like, it was a complete, like, dud we should just change the podcast. Like, I want to keep it as a Star Wars podcast. Finding D. Bradley. Yeah, Baker. <laughs> finding D. Bradley Baker. No, we gotta go. Even we gotta go absurd. Um, let's see. Finding Rip Torn. Who is the guy that plays Bib Fortuna? I don't know. We can do that guy. Yeah. No, we don't even have to do a Star Wars guy. That's a thing. Oh, we're just gonna do a random celebrity that nobody's heard from in a while. So let's see. Who's a good one? Ooh. Ooh, ooh. No, he's been heard from on Rip Fox Torn? News. Well, he's dead. Yeah. Go well, to his graveside. That's the thing. Then we can end it like, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just saying. So, and with this, do you think that Rex actually knows what's going on? Or is he just, like, following orders because Anakin told him to be there? I think he knows what's going on. Okay. Which is weird because, like, does Anakin, like, sit down and have a beer with Rex and be like, I'm having sex with Padme. <laughs> like, what is this? I think everybody knows what's going on. Well, as we find out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's having a conversation with Padme. Uh, Rex is guarding the door. Obi-Wan begins to approach Rex, and that's where the famous meme comes in. <laughs> Obi-Wan a- approaches Rex adorably. Yes. He does, like, the wave <laughs> the without the wave. on yeah. his face. Oh, yes. God. Um, and they've done a good job of, like, aging obi-wan yes! gracefully here they aged him up quite yeah a bit. he went from like a young 30 year old to young 40 year old yes in the span of the season yep. and it, it's a good look like yeah. it's um he looks distinguished he does look distinguished now i'll always like i think he's the most noticeable change in design that we've seen thus far in season seven 
Yeah, Anakin does have more subtle changes. Like, he has more of a hair helmet. Yeah. But Obi-Wan, they definitely made some changes. Yeah. Like, big changes. Yep. His eyes are smaller. Once you once um, we get... He in, looks more, he looks more like, frail. Once we get into the Mandalore stuff, you can yeah. notice that, like, his hair, they've added some gray to it. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. I don't, he looks almost frail to me in this scene, though. Oh, really? And I'm just kind of like, Obi-Wan is still, like, in really good shape. Yeah. You know, but he looks a little, he just looks really skinny. Like, oh, they made okay. him really skinny. Um... I don't know. They got to put that armor back on him. Get that clone yeah. armor. That shit's the fucking bomb, dude. That's what I want to cosplay as. Obi-Wan with the armor. Yeah. That's a cool one. You That's be Anakin, stuff. I'll be Obi-Wan. That could grow up my hair. <laughs> We're retiring short Cody Tall Rex. <laughs> if we did that, I would just never stop yelling, I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Okay. Let's get on with this. Okay. So, um... Obi-Wan comes up. Rex is like, oh, fuck. You know, so he like knocks on the door. He's like, hey, let's get it moving here. We get in there and Anakin's uh, expressing concern to Padme about Rex. Um, about Rex letting his personal feelings drive this mission. Yeah. She's like, well, where do you think he learned that? Thank you. You know. So, um, but as Obi-Wan's starting to get a little fed up here. Uh, Anakin finally comes out. Uh, it's going to be our next clip, though. We're going to have Obi-Wan and Rex, a little bit of Padme and Anakin, and then the final fallout of the whole thing. Rex, where's Anakin? I need to speak to him about this mission. Oh, General, he's... Um... Well, he's inside your barracks, isn't he? Yes, sir. What's going on here? Oh, nothing, sir. I was just waiting for the General. Oh, General. You'll have to do better than that, Captain. You've known Rex a long time. When you throw caution to the wind and take chances, where is he? Right beside me. Then maybe that's where you should be for him, Annie. Trust his instincts, like he trusts yours. I'm just trying to look out for him. I know you are. I love you, Annie. <sighs> I love you too. And what is Anakin doing in there? Ah, uh, he's spot-checking my gear, sir. Really? Without you? W well, um... Here you go, Rex. Oh, and try not to break Anakin, it again. about this mission, the Council thinks... That it's a good idea? I agree. Let's get moving, Rex. No, wait. That's not... No time. I hope you at least told Padme I said hello. Yes. I love Obi-Wan. <laughs> That's such a good line. Yeah. As that's one of the better lines of the entire it's series. It's really great. Anakin's kind of being it. Like I I'm trying to like not get mad at Anakin right now. Yep. But fuck he's a dick, man. Yeah. He's such a dick to Obi Wan. Yep. Like just there, just like ignoring him. Like Obi Wan clearly needed to talk to him. And it's just like, nope, no time. Whatever. But just like literally walking away from the well, guy who's like, basically like It's like a teenager yes! talking back to their parents. Yes. It's sad. Yeah. But Obi-Wan won in the end. Oh yeah. That line was fucking gold. It was great. And I did like it wasn't until you played that clip and I heard it without the video that I recognized like I think James Arnold Taylor also like changed the voice a little bit for this season. Like it sounds a little bit more frail or elderly yeah i don't know i thought the voice was pretty spot on but i could be wrong oh it's it's like we got, we, similar but yeah. it just sounds like well, maybe i haven't picked different. it up yet but maybe i will we'll see 
We still got plenty of Obi-Wan clips to go, I'm sure, in season seven. Yeah. Um, so now there was actually a deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. Right after this, um, where they're about to board the Havoc Marauder and Anakin sees. Now, I had mentioned well, technically. So I read on Wikipedia. I don't know if it's true or not, but this scene with Padme was supposed to not be in it. And this scene that you're about to play took place instead of the scene with Padme, but they oh, deleted okay. it and inserted this one instead. Okay, so I had mentioned a few episodes ago, like when I was building my gunship, I was like, I want to put like a babe, because <laughs> every now and then you'll see like the you know the art on the gunships where nose the nose art personally the nose art, and it'll be like a babe, and I was like, maybe I'll put like a Padme on there yeah. or something, and the fucking Bad Batch in this deleted clip has a babe Padme yeah. on the Havoc Marauder, yep. which is nuts to me. So Anakin spots this, and he's like, Rex, what the hell is this? And, I don't know, I'm just going to play... This is a deleted scene. I just... We, you know, it's pretty funny, considering we discussed this recently. And it also leads to a lot of questions about what goes on in that fucking ship. And Rex is fucking hilarious. Yeah, so let's take a listen. Hey, what's with the nose art? Ah, that's our girl, the Naboo Senator. We check her out on the hollow scans. Yeah, she can negotiate with me anytime. ha <laughs> ha <clears throat> Um, let, let, let's get aboard. That is not staying there. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, just the thought of, like, the Bad Batch checking her out on the hollows and stuff. Yeah. Like, are they just jerking off all the time in there? Like, I think that's what happens in the military. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just go in their private little bunk. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, to your bunks. All right, guys, Padme's on. They all sit there, and then as soon as she's done, they just go off to yeah. the bunks. Oh, my God. Wrecker just... They should have left that in because, like, that's, like, the most likable Wrecker is in this entire intro to him. Yeah. I, like, I I completely agree. I think it's a funny scene, but I see if they're trying to detoxify the Star Wars fan base. True. Like, this... I can completely see why this got left on the cutting room floor. Yes. Yeah. I can totally see that. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. I, I could, like, seeing both scenes back to back... I definitely respect the decision to be like, okay, as entertaining as it is, let's cut this one well, you and definitely let's get... add a scene with Padme yeah. showing her and Anakin's relationship. See, where I she thought... is basically standing up to Anakin yeah. and calling him on his bullshit. I thought, though, like when I watched it, I didn't read anything. Out. I just watched it. I was like, oh, that was supposed to be right after that. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever. I think standalone, not no. Right. No, you don't. Then it's just like, well, what the fuck was yeah. that? You know? Um, but I, <laughs> they're clearly masturbating all the time on <laughs> <Yeah>. the Avon Rotter, <laughs> which is weird, wild, wacky stuff. <laughs> so, uh, they board the Havoc Marauder though, and, uh, they're taking off and they're heading, um, to, uh, where, where, where are we going again? We're going to, uh, what's that planet's name? What's the planet's name again here? Is it Skakko Minor? Are is they going the one? Aren't they already on Skakko Minor? Oh, you're right. What the hell's this planet's name? Oh, it was an axis. Yeah. They're going to Skako Minor. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know they're going to Skako Minor. They're going to Skako Minor from an axis. That's it. All right. We got to figure it out. They're going to Skako Minor from, from an axis. Yes. And I think I mentioned earlier that they were on Skako Minor previously. We were, that was not correct. They were on Anaxis. Right. 
And that's where they got the information that the signal is coming from Skako Minor. Yep. Okay. So, uh, they're traveling on the Havoc Marauder. They're heading to Skako Minor. And we get Wrecker uh, one-arm pressing the gonk. Yes! <laughs> I wrote down Gonky's back! Yeah, Gonky. He, the home run hitter of the Bad Batch. Yeah. He did a lot of good stuff. He's also he's a mean chessboard. Yes, he um, is. A funny thing, too, uh, a callback to one of our favorite characters, Orn Frita. Um, <laughs> Wrecker, in his other too. hand, is carrying a big drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they come out of hyperspace, and they're going to go into Skako Minor. Um, now, this planet, there's like heavy winds and sandstorm that's going on, hence the sandstorm song that I chose. Um, and it's home to a people called the Pole Tex. The Pole Tex. And right as they land, they start to discuss the Poltecs, and they're like, they are primitive locals that worship flying reptiles. And, like, just as Tex says that, a Poltec just, with on their reptile, just lands right on the fucking yeah. Havoc Marauder, and it's a big jump scare. Um, so they go outside, and they're like, hey, what the fuck? Ah! And shoo! Yeah, shoo! Shoo! <laughs> More come in, though, and they end up taking Anakin, and he drops his lightsaber. So... Uh, this reptile swoops in. It's not really a pterodactyl. It's like a bat pterodactyl, I guess. It kind of looks like the brother from the... Yes! Uh, Andoran From the Mortis Arc. The Mortis Arc. From the Mortis Arc. When he, his flying form, his mount form, his yeah. epic mount, was a was like a bat r- thing. It looks yeah. like they took the like basic structure of the brother yeah. in bat form and just like reskinned it a bit. Yeah. So... Um, one of them grabs Anakin and flies off with him. He drops his lightsaber. Rex picks it up. Um, Rex now Rex just like blindly starts firing his pistol. And it's like Anakin doesn't have his light. He can't deflect these. Like, yeah, imagine if he would just hit Anakin in the face. <laughs> well, and it was a confusing t- scene too because like I think the bad backs right away were hostile, but then was it Anakin or Rex that was like? No, hold on. Like, let's negotiate. Yeah, but Anakin had his lightsaber out the whole time. Right. And then the thing swooped Anakin up, and then Rex immediately started shooting at it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But um, Hunter's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And they do the cool thing where Crosshair, like, um, puts his gun up. He, like, puts, like, a little, uh, I don't know. Tech finds the range of the thing. Yeah. Gives Crosshair the, like, coordinates. Yeah. And then... Crosshair uses like Tech's shoulder as a stabilizer. Yes, shoots a grappling hook. Yeah, so he puts a tow cable on it, and then Hunter attacks. Yeah, Hunter it grabs and it and then like goes flying off. So Hunter is like flying with the beast, getting dragged along. Um, Hunter's trying to get up there close. He's firing. He can't hit anything. There's a bunch of them like tailing him as well. So there's like probably like three or four reptile. Poltec riders total yeah yeah behind them and then he's also chasing one that's carrying Anakin um eventually he just releases it and he lands on like this kind of this place that's like a it's like a bird's eye view of this Poltec village where they land with Anakin um when they land with Anakin the reptile just kind of like puts its foot on his chest and just holds him in place on the ground um it's shortly after this that Rex and the rest of the Bad Batch show up and join Hunter. When the main Poltec guy, like, dismounts, he does do a thing where I thought it was odd at first, and then I remember what they said earlier in the episode. He gets he dismounts the flying lizard, and then he walks up to the lizard's head, and he, like, presses his head up against the lizard kind of lovingly. Mm. And I was like, that's kind of weird. 
because that's kind of what I do with my cat. Yeah. And then I remember pets. Tech said that this, like, whatever, like, culture this is, they worship flying yeah. lizards. I wonder if it's like cats in ancient Egypt. Cats. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, oh, if they actually worship these things that they ride, it's like he's dismounting and showing respect to yeah. the creature. But I do that to my cat multiple times. Well, I do day. that to my dog all the time. When I just need a break from work, I get yeah. up and I just, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. It's a thing you do with pets. It's the best. Yeah. Pets rule. I don't think I'd want one of these reptiles for pets, though. Hideous. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the uh, Rex and the rest of the Bad Bats show up. Um, they kind of take a look at what's going on down there and... Uh, they're going to go in and save Anakin. So Wrecker actually like finds this big boulder and he just rolls it towards the village. Um, nobody dies, luckily. <laughs> they act they act like it's a like because every once in a while the Bad Batch, they do like play calls where they say like we're running this play. And that's yeah. like last episode. That's how they like they assaulted that in uh, that whole group of droids that were coming at them. Mm-hmm. And I think they said that in this, too. They were like landslide. And then Wrecker just pushed a rock down yeah. a hill. <laughs> Interesting. They got good teamwork. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So Wrecker rolls the boulder down there, and then they charge in. They're very careful not to kill any villagers. Yeah. Like, they're just shooting weapons out of their hands. Which, I mean, they were just taking pot shots at them. And I'm just kind of like, suddenly they don't want to kill... I, I feel like they got some kind of director's note at the end when all the animation was done where they were like, we, we can't be killing villagers. <laughs> and then like secondarily, they were like, OK, well, we're just going to edit weapons falling out of people's hands. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so they're just shooting weapons. Other hands uh, crosshair. Meanwhile, gets a shot off on the reptile that's holding Anakin down. Uh, mindful not to kill it, just shoots it with like a, a shock shot. Yeah, he's got like a taser round. Yeah, it's like a taser that shocks him and frees Anakin. Um, it's at this point that the Republic forces, the Bad Batch and Rex, really get the upper hand on the villagers. Um, and so our next clip is going to be the kind of just, you know, they're, hold- they're holding them up. They're not in no intention to hurt them, but they're holding them up. And uh, tech really comes in handy here because he's going to translate for us. So it's our next clip. That's the leader guy. Tech, translate what he said. He says he does not want our war on his planet. That is why he took our leader. We didn't bring the war here. It was Wat Tambor and the Separatists. Tell him we apologize for what's happened. But tell him the enemy is holding one of our men prisoner in Prokol. As soon as we rescue him, we'll leave his planet. For good. The chief says he will provide us with scouts and lead us to Tambor City. From there, we're on our own. Any help is better than no help. Okay, so the villagers in the... uh... Bad Batch and Rex and Anakin are going to team up to get rid of Wat Tambor. 
and the separatist forces They're that giving are them scouts. Yeah, now um, uh, the magic of podcasting. We actually took probably about a ten minute break there. I repaired the UCS gunship. It is fully repaired now. Very exciting. Um, and I also took time to download the Cocaine and Crack song by McGruff. <laughs> Now, I am going to have to insert it earlier in the episode when you requested it, but now I just have it at my ready, and I can just hit it whenever I want. So, you know what? This has been a very unorthodox episode of the Clonecast. It happens from time to time. Fuck it. Let's play it right now. Ooh, this is good. It has no right being this catchy. It's so fucking good. Let's hear what he has to say. Cracking cocaine to get high. That's what you say you love. It's really insane. You could die. What are you thinking of? <laughs> oh, hear it. Because nobody's needing that crack and cocaine. There's terrible trouble behind it. And sooner or later, you're burning <laughs> your brain, making a mess of your mind. Okay, like, I missed I feel like it was a very 90s thing where, like, there is some like <laughs> some production has been democratized, so like it's cheaper to make music, but it sounds like this. Yeah, <laughs> like now today, even the shittiest versions of things, like production-wise, sound very good. Oh yeah, no, I mean you could go get one of those. You can look up. I mean, you can look up a cover of a song on like Spotify or something, and there is like. Tons of covers, and you always find those covers by things called like the Hit Crew. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's noticeable drop in quality from the actual versions of the song, but like, it's not this, you know. <laughs> but I'm saying like in the '90s, like McDonald's would be like, yeah, let's release an album. And oh, I have that album, and it's like ten tracks of this. Yes, like it sounds like this. Yes. That McDonald's album rock. <laughs> did you have the Ronald McDonald album? I think I did, yeah. Oh, we got to find that song now. All right, let's take another break. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, we're just going to play that one part one more time. Anakin, don't let your penis take you to hell. Using crack and cocaine to get high. That's what you say you love, <laughs> but it's really I insane. love that. That's what you say you love. Like it just, hey, so, you know, you're out hanging out and you meet somebody for the first time. You're on a first date, maybe. And, and you're like, so, Sally, uh, what do you love? Cracking cocaine. <laughs> Snorting cracking cocaine. Every crackhead I've ever met has yeah. just told me how much they love doing What do you crack? say you love? <laughs> Snorting cracking cocaine. <laughs> That's really insane. Yeah. You could die. Yeah. What are you thinking of? Man, the propaganda. Did you ever have McGruff visit your elementary school? Um, Ma- yeah. McGruff, McGruff the, crime the crime dog. dog. Now, that's McGruff the crime dog. Yes. Um, he's a cop. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking narc, man. I also think he's a streaker. <laughs> yeah. He's just wearing a trench coat and nothing yeah. else. Dude, I looked up the picture of him. His feet are so small. <laughs> <laughs> He he doesn't have paws for feet. It's just the guy in the costume. Yeah, yeah. So he's just got like little fucking like, you know, I feel rock like ports before on. Before they figured out the D.A.R.E. program, they figured out McGruff. McGruff was the precursor to like the D.A.R.E. Yeah, program. Yeah, I think McGruff like is probably the founder of the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. He's like the shitty Smokey the Bear. Yeah. You think him and Smokey get together? 
<laughs> Smokey, no, like I ain't fucking associated with you. I think Smokey's cool. Yeah, Smokey I think fucking right. I think Smokey just likes hanging out in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't want to burn things down because yeah. he doesn't want his tide stick to. Like... Smokey, Smokey is like a really chill libertarian. <laughs> yeah, like I just want to hang out in the woods, man. And like the only thing I care about is you not burning my woods down. Smokey is the type of libertarian I can get behind. Yeah, because he's like, listen, we got a good thing going here. Don't fuck it up for the rest of yes. us. Like that's the type of libertarian and he I like. Lives in a place where it's okay to disconnect from the society. Yeah, he lives in a forest. Yeah, so, but Smokey's not narc, and I think oh no, if Smokey ever crossed paths with McGruff. Yeah, he'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not. No, I'm just my saying. Mouth. Like, I think I could respect a libertarian that goes completely off grid. Oh yeah, and just like yeah, I don't want to contribute to society. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. You know, but if you live in fucking Oakdale and you're a libertarian, it's like, fuck you, man. Sorry. <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. If you want to interact with society, it doesn't work when you boil it down. Sure. Anyways, but McGruff's a fucking cop. <laughs> There's other songs. Oh, yeah. There's like a marijuana one. All these songs, man. Uh, cigarettes, probably alcohol. They'll pollute your brain. Yeah. Just get blasted. <laughs> We're going to have to, I think we're just going to have to turn into like the four. Oh, there we go. Finding McGruff. There it there is. There it is. This is a Reagan shit, isn't it? This is some Reagan ass shit. Oh, I'm sure. Like they, this must have been like a federally funded program to like, um, you know, to scare kids straight or whatever the fuck. Yeah. All the while, while they're just dropping tons of cocaine and crack into inner cities. Yeah. Fucking pieces of shit. Pay no attention to what the other hand is doing. Yeah. Ah, uh, I... Did I mention I don't like Reagan? <laughs> Have I ever mentioned that? Did you start reading that book? No, I've, dude, Reagan landed. That's going to be a fucking experience. Yeah. But I don't like him. The If you even scratch the surface of what happened with Iran-Contra, it's fucking insane that oh, yeah. that man is held up on a pedestal. Yeah. I mean, Trump is really good compared to him. Yeah. Reagan is the worst president I of would all take, time, bar none. I would take four terms of Trump over <laughs> one term of Reagan. What he did to this like butterfly effect, what he what oh yeah he contributed to what we are dealing with now is fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah, he liked his jelly beans though. Yeah, we always talk about the jelly beans. Yeah. Yeah. Those jelly and beans. And Nancy loved the cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we sure about that? Is that like a verified rumor? Something like that. Who reports that? I don't know. But like, his daughter, his kids fucking hated him. His daughter posed in Playboy because she was like, fuck this guy. I know his son's like a Democrat, like yeah. a, a big Democrat. His kids fucking hated him. Do they hate him or do they? They, well, he was the governor of California. His kids were raised in like L.A., so when he started spouting this Republican nonsense, they were like, what the fuck are you doing? He also, uh, when he was an actor, he always like tried to break up the Screen Actors Guild and stuff because he was like a union buster. Well, what happened is he would he, accuse like all these like actors of being like communist sympathizers and stuff. What happened is he was an actor and he wasn't doing so hot as an actor, but then he got roles through. I think this is right. I'm pretty sure this is right. He he got corporate roles with GE General Electric yes, started putting yes. him into their like corporate videos yeah and he did such a good job that General Electric started putting him in like 
propaganda videos yeah. talking about how good General Electric was. And the Republican Party took note of that and they were like, oh, we can just use this guy as a mouthpiece to just like get our message out there. Yeah. And that's kind of like how he ascended so quickly. Yeah. Anyways, he sucks. Um, so, yeah, they're going to help out. These uh, the poll techs are going to be helping out. They're going to put some scouts. Yes. They're going to scout ahead for them. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Um, so um, now this place that they're going, this like stronghold. They mentioned Wat Tambor. Um, so this is uh, like a techno union stronghold. So I was so excited. It's great to see the bell pepper. <laughs> so we our next scene is we get to Wat Tambor and a few of his fellow bell peppers. <laughs> and they are going to be talking with Admiral Trench um, on the hollow. So um, let's take a listen to this next scene. We are receiving a transmission from Admiral Trench on an axis. Put him through. Pardon the intrusion, Minister Tambor. But I have disturbing news. You may proceed, Admiral. An infiltration team of clones has traced the algorithm signal to Skeko. I believe your operation there is in jeopardy. The Republic would not dare attack us. The Techno Union has corporate neutrality. From what I have seen, that would not matter to these Republic operatives. Then we shall be ready for them. Okay, so corporate neutrality. God, yeah. dude, this is, I mean, speaking of Reagan, this is Reagan-ass shit right here. Yeah. Corporate neutrality. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. Anyways, so... Uh, the villagers lead Anakin and the troops to this, like, ledge that overlooks this facility. And they're very high up. And this is where Wrecker scared of fights. Yes. So, last episode, sitting on the edge of a gunship, not a care in the world. This episode, scared to death Well, and they, they approach it kind of, they tiptoe around it a bit. But someone, I think it's Rex, says, like, I hope nobody's afraid of heights. And then both, like. Crosshair and Hunter kind of look back at Wrecker. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, so uh, they're discussing the strategy going forward here, and they get into a debate about the signal. Like, um, you know, is this signal echo? Is it not echo? Um, and Crosshair, ugh, Crosshair with some, some really grim stuff here. Um, it's going to be our next clip. It's going to be a bit of a debate about the signal itself, and then we're going to have some fallout with Anakin and Rex discussing what just happened. Speaking of problems, I am no longer picking up Echo's signal. I... I don't understand. You said it was coming from this city. I can only speculate, but it is possible there's a latency issue with the frequency caused by all these atmospheric disturbances. Or maybe they sent the signal to lure us into a trap, and maybe your friend's actually dead. Well, I can't be the only one thinking of that. Look, every mission could be a trap. This one is no different. I'm telling you, that signal is being sent by Echo himself. He's alive! I think you're letting your personal feelings get in the way. Because you left him for dead at the Citadel. I had no choice. You hear me? Oh, I don't blame you. I would have left him for dead, too. Besides, he's just another reg. Hey! Why don't you pick on someone not your size? Wrecker is like Crosshair's big brother. Yeah. That's enough! 
Sergeant, take your men and scout the area for a tower entrance. I want to talk to my captain alone. Rex, I hate to say it, but you have to prepare yourself for the possibility that Echo is dead. And this is all a Separatist trick. Sir, I've watched so many of my brothers fall during this war, and I try not to hang on to any one of them. But that changed when I heard that Separatist transmission. It was no algorithm. That was Echo's voice. I know it. I hope you're right. But if for some reason you're wrong, then I'll deal with it. Okay. This, I feel like they are really starting to because the clones have been we've gotten glimpses of their humanity leading up to this but i think this is the first time that specifically they're focusing on the one clone as in rex and like really trying to make him individual yeah especially when he's talking to anakin and he takes off his helmet yeah he took yeah so I think it's really kind of putting the pedal to the metal on like... Yeah, you heard the voice change there. Like he took off the helmet to really like add some levity for Anakin. Like how... Like he looked Anakin in the eyes. Yeah. And was like, it is him. And he's seen every other member of his squad die. Yeah. And this is the one kind of vestige he has. Yeah. Now, um, Bad Batch spoilers, series spoilers. Um, but I think it's relevant to discuss this now that we're getting to this. Like... They really fucked up Echo in the Bad Batch. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the show, but that was like the big shortcoming for me, especially um, now this is spoilers again. So if you haven't watched Bad Batch, you know, on spoilers, I just scroll forward a minute or two here. But um, when Rex shows up in the Bad Batch, like all this and how much he like cares about Echo and just that like bond that they have. And then when he shows up in the Bad Batch, it's like they don't even like yeah they don't embrace nothing yep and it's just it was i don't know how they did that i feel like i hope they rectify it in the second season yeah but you think they would have at least given us like a scene where like rex and echo are chatting or something you know but it was like really like when rex reveals himself in the bar there it's like uh it's echo might have been might as well have been just like any random clone really yeah you know, um, but he didn't seem to have any deeper connection with Echo than he did with like Wrecker or Hunter there. Very true. You know, but it is it. It's also interesting looking at Wrecker kind of coming to the defense of Crosshair. And you had mentioned like it's like Wrecker is Crosshair's big brother. He really is like that scene. I think it's in the last episode of the back Bad Batch where like they are kind of confronting Crosshair on the decisions he's made. And Wrecker is the one that's kind of like, you didn't even try to, like, make contact with us. Yeah. And, like, after Crosshair is like, you didn't try to save me. And it yeah. kind of goes back and forth for a while. And then Wrecker is the one that kind of cuts through everything and is like, you didn't even try to, like, yeah. make peace with us. Yeah. Like, and he was, definitely... like, hurt by it. Yeah. Um, You know, Tech kind of does his own thing. Hunter is kind of a lone wolf as well. Um, I mean, they're a team, but... Yeah, I mean, like, Wrecker definitely, I don't know how attached Crosshair is to him, but Wrecker is definitely attached to Crosshair. Like, there was the thing in the previous episode with the droid head where he was like, look at Crosshair, you know, and he's, like, playing with it and, like, annoying Crosshair. Um, When they had the little fight around the fire, 
Yep. Um, he was quick to jump to Crosshair's defense, you know, and jump in on it. Um, right here, as soon as like Rex attacks Crosshair for good reason, by the way. Fuck oh, Crosshair's yeah. being a dick. Um, but he just immediately grabs Rex, like no thought, just grabs Rex. So yeah, I mean, he definitely plays up like this big brother thing to Crosshair. Yeah, for um, sure. Or maybe like a little brother that wants to impress his big brother. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean. However you want to look at we it. It's a sibling type thing. We still haven't gotten details around it, but I do feel like Crosshair is somehow older than the rest of the Bad Batch. Like, he's gray. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just the hair, and though. It, I mean, like, in the Bad Batch season, Omega does allude to the fact that, like, she spent time with them when they were kids. Yeah, Omega's older than all of them, yes. technically. Yeah. And it seems like Omega does have a connection with Crosshair that hasn't yet been explored. Yeah, she really cares about him as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. I think that Wrecker, though, definitely has like um, something there where he try has like this bond that he's working towards with Crosshair much more than the other ones. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's cool, though. I mean, it, it's interesting to kind of see it post yeah. Bad Batch, you know, to kind of see how they built this stuff out. Um, but yeah, great show. Great show. I just I really think they sold Echo Short in it. Oh, they absolutely did. It yeah. was bad. Like, yep. I remember one episode, it's like, oh, they let Echo talk four times. <laughs> um, so, um, they head down to this facility. It's like this big tower. Um, and there's just this massive sandstorm going on. They can't. There's not much visibility, but Tech is able to break them into the facility relatively easy. Um, they get to this, like, big freight elevator to go up, and suddenly Wrecker is just, like, scared of even getting in the elevator. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> It's like he wasn't scared of heights until somebody said he was, and now it's all manifesting mm -hmm. itself. He's like, oh, God, I am scared of heights. Everything sucks. Um, Anakin, while they're in this elevator here, um, Wrecker's just like, oh, it'll be fine. Just let me shoot stuff. I'll, I'll take care of it. That was going like, to ease his pain here. Um, but Anakin stresses, like, hey, this is a self-mission, in and out. We're not here to make a bunch of noise. But a door's open to just, like, an absolute shit ton of droids. And now these are, they have the B1 voice. They do. But they're weird looking. Yep, they're like they're like in they're like mantis looking kind. They of. They are called D one series aerial battle droids, and we don't quite get to the aerial in this episode, but we do in the next. Sure, um, but they're interesting looking. They are. They look like insects. They like, look like praying mantises. To it me. looks like if the Geonosians were to develop a droid, it looks like this is the droid that they would develop. Yeah. And from, like, a tactical standpoint, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, they are extremely narrow, and if someone's shooting at you with a blaster, it's, like, much less of a target to hit. Yeah, but they take them all out relatively quickly. And it sounds exactly like the B1s. Exact same voice. They, I mean, the look of it, I mean, they're the same kind of color. They're that, like, tan beige. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just, like, ascended... Uh, B1. It is funny because Wrecker is the first one that jumps out and starts like throwing them around and he throws one over the edge of the like hangar that they're in and yeah. it takes out like four others with them but as it's falling down it yells why? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean they have the B1 so personality They, they well. are self aware. Yeah. Um, we've gotten into that before. Yeah. It's best not to think about it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they clear him out really quick. Wrecker is just like far too excited after this. Like he is just fucking hyped, just screaming about how awesome this is. Um, but it's at this point that tech loses the signal from echo again. It's like going in and out. Um, 
And it looks like uh, Tech is able to figure out that the signal is only available during data transmissions. So until they start a new transmission, they can't spot the signal. So they're in kind of like this rotunda area where there's just like, a, you know, it's just various rooms and cargo rooms and stuff. They're going to split up to search for Echo, the signal. Um, so they all split up. Uh, Anakin goes into a cargo room, gets attacked by two of those droids. Um, while this is going on, the signal comes back. Um, and they track the signal to behind this big blast door looking thing. All the clones gather there. Um, and Wat Tambor shows up on a screen outside the door at this point. It should be noted that Anakin fights the droids in the cargo room and then Crosshair saves him. Crosshair shoots one of them that's sneaking up on him from behind. So um, the clones gather outside of this big uh, blast door and Wat Tambor shows up on the screen outside the door and it's going to be our next clip. You clones are so predictable. What Tambor? Your algorithm predicted nearly every move you made to infiltrate her home. There is no algorithm. We know you're holding a prisoner of war here. Prisoner? I don't know what you mean, Captain. I am leaving here with my friend. Your friend is dead. His mind is ours. Liar. Alrighty. It is interesting that Watt Tambor says your algorithm predicted everything. Yeah. So it's the first time that he's actually saying, like, like we have looked at this as, like, the Separatists have created an algorithm that is predicting everything. Yeah. And Watt Tambor is just basically saying, like, this is your algorithm. Sure. Your, it's, yeah. He's basically saying Echo told us everything. Yeah. But he's... Phrasing it in a way that's saying your algorithm has told us everything we need to know about your movements. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So a whole bunch of those other D ones show up and they clear them out again, but they're just like coming in waves. So what ends up happening is uh, Tech hacks the door and goes in there, and Tech and Rex go in while the others hold off a bunch of these droids. Um, they get into this room and there's like this stasis chamber in this control room. And Tech's like scans it and he's like, yeah, there's a life form in there. Um, Tech is able to get it open and Echo's limp body falls out. And he's just like hooked up to like a million different. He looks like he's coming out of the Matrix. Yeah. Like with all like the shit, the plugs that are in him and stuff like that. It's like when Neo wakes up in the Matrix and he's got all these holes in him and shit like that. Um, So he's been hooked up to the Matrix. Um, His limp body falls out. Rex pulls him down. I was like, well, is he dead? No, he's not dead. Um, and he's actually like cognizant and like able to talk yep. relatively quickly after they find him. Um, so our next clip is going to be Rex and Echo after Rex pulls him down and they have a little chat. What have they done to you? We, we have to get to the shuttle to escape the Citadel. No, I'll go first. Echo. No, Echo. It's no, Rex. No. I'm here. No, no. Rex, you, you came back for me. Yes. Yes, I did. What? What happened? Where am I? It's okay, Echo. You're safe now. Just sit tight, Trooper. You're going home. Okay, I mean, he... 
Echo's there, but I mean, he's like missing his lower half of his body. He's got like he's a got cybernetics. Yeah, he's got the Darth Maul legs. Um, I mean, if you go back to the Citadel, like I don't know how he survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like in the chaos of all that, after they take out Asi Sobek and just like everything that goes on with the Citadel, like. Who was like, hey, pick up that clone that's like half blown up, save his life, and let's go like the chaos. Of, I, it's crazy to me that like he made it out of there. Asi Sobek was the only like commander there. Right. And like he was dealing with trying to catch them. He wasn't concerned about a clone that just got blown up. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's wild to me. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, but like Dooku was in contact with him the whole time. Wait and, a minute. Was that... That was Kobe Bryant LEBD. That's what I was wondering. Kobe it, Bryant LEBD may have. Did they make it out of it? Did the Kobe Bar- Bryant LEBD. Like, I don't recall Kobe Bryant LEBD dying. Because they could be the one that that like fought further sure. down the line. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that he survived the blast in the first place. Yeah. Even for half a second, yep. <laughs> you know, much less long enough to, you know, be resuscitated and kept alive, you know, all this stuff. But um, so. Uh, that's actually the episode there right after that clip. Um, so right now where we leave off, um, the Bad Batch and Anakin is holding off a bunch of forces on the outside. Uh, they've retrieved Echo, um, and that's where we are. So uh, what does IMDb give this one? IMDb is giving a distant Echo an 8.2. An 8.2. Okay. Ooh, is that a downgrade from the last Just slightly. Okay. Last one was 8.3. Um, I think this was a good continuation. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, I think I gave the last one a 7.5. Yes, you did. It was a good action-packed episode. This one also was. Um, the stuff with Obi-Wan was just gold. Um, <laughs> I think overall it was a, it's about on par with the last episode for me. Yeah. I'm going to give another 7.5. 7.5. I almost thought about an 8, but I think it's about equal Yeah, for me. Yeah, and for me, like, same thing. Last episode, I gave a 7. I gave this one a 7.5. I thought there it was a slight uptick, but yeah. still on par. Like, the, what they're doing with the storyline, I think, is great. Yeah. I mean, this is leagues better than two episodes into the Martez sister Oh, arc. yeah. I mean, that was bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wild. Well, and if you're going to bring back a dead character, I feel like this is the way to do it. Yeah. You know, um... Like, we've talked about in many story arcs. It's like, okay, just give us some kind of explanation. Give us some kind of, like... Yeah. Even half-hearted, like, attempt to be like, this is how it happened. Yeah. And what they're doing with Echo is perfect. It's like, yeah, I don't know how the fuck he survived the explosion, but... but it makes sense if he's half a person and yeah. they're connecting him. And it's Star Wars, so it's fine. I mean, this is fantasy science fiction. It's fine. He blowed up and you survived. That's fine. It's just we want... It's always nice when they give us... It just drives me nuts when they don't give us anything. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck was that? You yep. know? So it's good that, you know, this this tracks. Yeah. If somebody's going to survive, he's going to look like that after that explosion. So, okay. So a 7.5 and a 7.5. Always look on the light side of life. What up? Oh, when you build that Lego and you just click it in there. <laughs> click. All right. Click. Crunch. Okay. Light side moment of the episode. 
I think we might be simpatico. Obi Wan. Yep. <laughs> Obi Wan just being a sassy Obi Wan. I, I hope you at least told Padme I said hello. God, he's so cool. <laughs> Isn't he just the coolest guy? He's the coolest guy. It, it, it like you played you read the line from the Revenge of the Sith novelization a couple episodes back. But when he had that conversation with Padme where he's like, I've yeah. always known and I've like because I've loved him, I've kept it at bay. Like this is a perfect continuation of that. Yeah. I I just it's funny to me that Obi Wan or that Anakin is always like, Well, Obi Wan can't help us, this and that. It's like, dude, he's he knows. Yeah. And he doesn't he says nothing to you. Like I don't know. Anakin's unwillingness to allow anyone to assist is insane to me. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, I don't know, but that that sassy. I line. hope you at least told Padme I said hello. That's so good. <laughs> it's so good. That's one of the top five Obi Wan lines. It's great. Yeah, it was great. Just the way Anakin turns around and looks at him too, like fuck you. At first, it's fuck you, but then I feel like Anakin does like give him a half-hearted kind of like smirk and I smile. Even, I didn't see a smirk. I don't know. Also, runner-up light side to the deleted scene with <laughs> the bad bad that is not staying there. Yeah. The Bad Batch implying that they watch Padme on the Hollow and then masturbate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, man. Yeah. Oh, like that's like that's like what sixth graders do to masturbate. Yes. Like they see like a, a hot newswoman or something, and like they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bad Batch is like a bunch of sixth graders. Yep. It's funny. Okay. Uh, well, so. if you think about it, with their advanced aging, they are what like yeah eight, they're basically eight like, years yeah, old. like eight years old yeah like they're just figuring it out like hey if you do this it feels good <laughs> <laughs> they all sit around and watch the hollows <laughs> it's literally like hey when guys I was a kid hey guys if you turn the channel if you turn the hollow to channel 58 but then you change the frequency to yeah. channel two <laughs> oh. things come in fuzzy but you can still make out a <laughs> yes. nipple every once in a while you know what it reminds me of like just like oh yeah we watch around the hollow all the time it's like it's like when i was a kid on sunday nights and at like 9 p.m on channel nine like baywatch would come on yeah. and i was just like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it it's it was funny. Yeah. It, it was very juvenile. That line was just so juvenile and funny. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're fifth graders. Yeah. It's fucking great. So anyways, okay. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, dark side moment of the episode. I, I'm going to go with Crosshair as fucking shit about I would have left him. He's just a rag, blah, blah, blah. Like, ah, man. Read the room, man. Like, I know you're kind of like a crotchety prick. You know, he's a crank. Oh, yeah. But... I think he, he kind of gets off on it, too. Yeah, he likes being an antagonist. Yeah. But I just, it uh, it was just a really, not very classy for Merboy Crosshair. Yeah. He's well, he, he's tough to like. and I makes, like him, but he's tough to like sometimes. It makes sense that he's the antagonist of the Bad Batch series, but yeah. I'm still kind of holding out hope that they do something with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like I hope he'll he comes come back. back to the light. I think he's going to he'll redeem himself, but I think it's going to be I think I've said it before. I think he'll die redeeming himself. Yeah. So, uh all right, what's your dark side? Um my dark side is uh Anakin's flagrant abuse of power. <laughs> when he's basically telling Rex to stand outside while I talk to my girlfriend. Yeah. And poor Rex like he's getting Obi-Wan outranks Anakin. 
I know they're both generals. They're both generals. But I got to assume, based on the master versus knight status, Obi-Wan outranks him. I would think. So then Rex has to sit there and lie to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, regardless, if they're the same rank, he has to sit there and lie. And, you know, and Rex, Mr. Brother, Mr. Fucking Clone, Mr. Military, has to sit there and, like, I think the last thing Rex ever wants to do is lie to a superior yeah of course like that doesn't track but he has to sit there and lie well in the way that anakin was talking to him too where rex was trying to be like i don't think we have time for that and anakin's like of course we have time for that i'm already late yeah like, hunter was just the like thing. what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah. anytime not that, to mention now hunter probably thinks they're weird anytime you know? like, what's any, wrong with these guys anytime any character says like you know what i'm gonna let you guys figure that out and then leaves it's yeah. great oh it was a good one. Okay. Thank you, Rex. Oh, yeah. You gotta get it up. You gotta get it up. Butter! Me, 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 Mandate to play. Oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Don't yeah. Mandate. Play Elton John. Okay. Um, Dennis Prager, help. I'm being canceled. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Dark Horse Hero oh, and of I completely killed our music, too. The episode. Where'd our Dark Horse music go? It's gone. We'll just talk over Elton. Okay. Dark Horse Hero of the episode for me. Um, uh, I'm going to give it to a random Poltec villager. He walks with like a hunch in his back. He's like, eh, eh. you know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah. Like right after, right when we get down to the village, he just kind of like walks up. And I don't know if he's just like some random villager. I don't think he's a warrior of any kind because he doesn't have any like the head garb on or anything. He's just this tall ass motherfucker that has a hunch in his back. It is weird because like when they first pop out they're like popping out of craters and things. Yeah. Like there's drums that they're like popping out of. Yeah. And like some of them are walking upright and other ones we are like We really brushed over, over that part of the episode, to be honest, but yeah. like it was like a one two minute scene but there's a lot going on in that Yes, one there is. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it to Hunchback uh Poltech. Who do you got? I am giving it to, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, Kin Yazal. Is that the leader? That's the the Poltec chief. Yeah. In the way that he got off after a, a long day of riding his his reptile yeah, flying his lizard that yeah. he that he rides, he, he still needs a little endorphin rush, so he rubs his head up against that guy. Yeah. Just like I do with my little cat. Yeah. My little kitty cat. He loves his reptile. Yes, he does. Very nice. Man. It was such there? a sweet moment. Yeah, it was. It's lovely. You know what it reminded me of? This is Avatar type shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very Avatar-like. They kind of are, yeah. Tall, you know. Jake Sully. <laughs> yeah. Wrap their braids around, have sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you like that movie? I never saw it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think we mentioned that before. Yeah. I did not like it. <laughs> I did not. I don't get it. It was one of those things where so many people told me I had to see it. They that were I was just like, like, nope. For spite, I'm not going to see this fucking thing. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I just think like, usually with James Cameron, and I'm sorry if this is sacrilege to anybody, with James Cameron, it's just the most overrated shit. Dude. Yeah. Like, he's good. He's good. Like, Terminator 2, though, was peak. 
Terminator 2 is a masterpiece. Yeah, that's Pete Cameron. Yeah. But like Titanic, come on. I love Titanic. I like it, but it's not it's not one of the greatest movies ever. Eh, I don't know. Oh my god. I might beg to differ on that one. Titanic is a great movie. Ah. Uh, just what he did from a sure scale standpoint, I thought it was incredible. Come on. I'm serious. Come on. I'm serious. Come on. Just scale models and what he was able to do with the movie, I think, is quite impressive. All right. So you but love James. Adam loves James Cameron more than anything, but he still hasn't seen not Avatar. Not necessarily because Avatar is just all computer generated. So, yeah, it doesn't look great to me. So Star Wars, though. So, yeah, but they, Star Wars does it better. Yeah. 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 Are you going to see Avatar 2? You know what you should do? I don't know. Maybe. When Avatar 2 comes out, you should see that without seeing Avatar 1. I will. That would be fun. But seriously, like, Avatar, it's just dances with wolves, right? I'd say Pocahontas. Pocahontas, it's like, it's the same story that's been told over and over again. That's why I didn't feel the need to, like, run out and see the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not that it hasn't been done before. Right. Uh, imperialistic white dude. Yeah. Um, shows up, uh, ingratiates himself to Goes behind the, enemy lines. Yep. And, and, you know, gets in with the native population and, then, and decides that, oh, no, they're actually the good guys. Quote, unquote, goes native. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, the avatar portion of it is like he takes on, he he has like his own like robotic body. Right. Not even robotic. Like they, it's an organic body that they grow, but he can, can like yeah, symbiote I, with it. Or whatever. I get the whole idea yeah. of it and like. I don't know. I just didn't think it was an original story. And I get the fact that he's holding up a, a, a mirror to, like, American imperialism. And, like, okay, I get behind that. Well, yeah, but... I mean, it, it really is. It's like like the political commentary on his pretty choice because it's like, um, you know, these this human forces, like, going to this other planet and just mining the shit out of it and just, like, pillaging the entire well, and, fucking thing. And the whole thing is, like, that whole side is, like, they have no idea the money that can be made. And everyone on that side is like, oh, yeah, well, of course we need to go there and pillage because they're sitting on a gold mine and they don't even know about it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I got that is But I feel like I watched that with Dances of Dances with Wolves. So, yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, hey, money's not everything. So, yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes it's good to realize that. Um, so, Kin Yazal, just because he loves his kitty. Gets my yeah. Dark Horse Hero of the Week. All right. All right. All-star of the episode. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, I guess, like, if it's a Rex. Um, Rex! They're really building out Rex nicely here. Um, just the way that he has this, like, uh, unshakable faith that Echo is alive. Like, um... He's going after his brother. He's going after his brother. He believes that his brother's alive. And without him, Echo would probably rot there. Who yeah. knows? So, He's really going to bat for him. Yeah, he really is. Um, so I'm going to give it to Rex for never giving up on a brother. Who are you giving it to? All right. So I got a kind of a tie because I have to give All-Star to Gonky. Okay. Because he was in there. Yeah, you did get a gonk. And... <laughs> I did love the fact that Wrecker, after lifting him up a bunch of times, yes, when it was when they were hitting turbulence, gently set him down. Gently set he him didn't down. Like throw yeah. him. He, he like yeah. gently, he gently set, set him set down on his legs. down, but he just threw his drumstick on the yeah. ground. He never even bit into the thing. What a waste of food. I know. 
waste of food. But the one person I do think deserves credit, and I am going to give her all-star, Padme Amidala. All right. For calling bullshit on Anakin. Yes. Being like, I think Rex is letting his emotions cloud yeah. this mission. And Big, she was yeah. the first one to be like, I wonder where the fuck he learned that from. Yes. Just called him out right away. Yeah. Put him in his place. It was very nice. Um, but big shout out also to the animators for putting the little baby bump. Baby bump. Baby bump. Anakin doesn't know what's up. He doesn't even. He's like, you know, he doesn't know anything. Oh. Um, but also when they say goodbye to each other, like they reach out their hands. And yeah. they kind of like, I mean, they don't touch, but like the holograms touch. And you'll notice she keeps one hand on her belly. Yeah. And I thought that was a very nice little touch that they yep. added there, like clearly playing up the fact that she has figured out that she's pregnant. And so with this, we are to assume that this story arc is taking place very close to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. It's it's all going down pretty soon here, yep. which makes it even more just awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, ugh. Okay. I wonder um, if the Bad Batch realized that they just did a mission with Darth Vader. I don't know. Like, at any point after, like, the Empire's rise, if they're like, wait a minute, that one guy yeah. that we did the mission with. Eh, season two's coming up. Uh, you never know. Okay. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Watt Tambor. Um, Watt Tambor. There's a shot of Watt Tambor and his two Techno Union buddies. Like, it's like an overhead shot. Um, and it's like right in the transition of the scene there. And you see him move. And he does. Like, the fun thing about the Techno Union guys when they move, it's like they're on wheels. <laughs> like, there is a weird, like, there's a. I wish I remembered who does it, but it's like a weird Russian dance. Like, where it's an ancient Russian dance where, like, the women wear skirts that touch the ground. So you can't see their feet. You yeah. can't see their feet, and they move as if they're floating. Yes. It's and exactly the yeah. way they move. And that's what Watt Tambor does. Yes. So I'm giving it to Watt Tambor. Who the do you green got? Green Pepper himself. Yeah, he rocks. Uh, I am going with Echo. Echo! Because specifically... When he falls out and he's in his, like, Neo out of the goo phase. Yeah. They animated his eyes moving as if he's, like, transmitting data. Sure. Which I thought was a very cool touch. Yeah. Like, he looks like he has been through the ringer. Yeah. He's got some really cool holes. They have, like, <laughs> the eye movement that they animated him having, I thought, was a very nice touch. Yeah. So that's why I'm giving him good hood. And he's got the metal legs. He does have the middle legs. Man, what? when Echo joins up with them, man, when they all watch the hollows together and they're going to go, you know, and they say, oh, there's a babe, you know, uh, he's not going to be able to join in on the fun. Nah. <laughs> well, who knows what he's got down there? Yeah, what's going on down there? <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just. Oh, you 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 building something? He just eh. if he ever gets that <laughs> artificial hand, he can move that little screwdriver. Yeah, well, give him a hand. I know. 
you know? All this technology, and they just give him this little... I mean, it's a handy thing, but like you could put like a little hand over it, and he could pick it off when he wanted to use it. Season two, we better oh. see a lot more echo. Oh, yeah. I, I got to assume that they're going to course correction on that one. Okay. So, echo and what tambor? <laughs> yeah. That, 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 Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. All right, what do we got for a tagline on this one? For a distant echo, we have the search for truth begins with belief. And you had said, does he even have to believe anymore? And we had said, he's got pretty much evidence right there. Yeah. And then he said, I bet it'll be like, oh, this could be a trap. And that did kind of come to fruition because they had said, yeah, I think... You know, who knows? He could be dead, and this could we could be walking into a trap. There's yep. actually a deleted scene originally when uh, Crosshair and Rex were getting into the fight. Crosshair was supposed to be insinuating that Echo had turned traitor and had just like lived, but is giving secrets away. Mm. But then they turned it into no Crosshair is just being like, I would have left him too. Yeah. So okay. All right, what's the tagline on the next one? Next episode is Survival is One Step on the Path to Living. Survival is One Step on the Path to Living. Is that one of those... I think sometimes these lines take themselves a little too seriously. Like, I don't like that line. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think sometimes they try to, like, be really smart... Yeah, and I'm just like, that just sounds stupid to me. Well, it's philosophy. Survival is the path to living? Yeah. It's like a fortune cookie. Yeah, I just think it's... I I just don't think that... I don't think that line is as deep as whoever wrote it thinks it is. I don't know. You can survive or you can live. Okay, well, they're going to have to survive to live. (laughs) Maybe Gamgard will show up. Well, I'm assuming it's talking about Echo. So what do you think Echo has to do... Uh, I think live gonna, versus just survive. They're going to have to get him a new spleen or something. Yeah, you know, right. gonna, oh, your spleen. You don't got a spleen. We need to get a spleen in there. What if we found out his pancreas didn't survive, so he has to take insulin? That would be awesome, uh-huh. actually. He's got a lot of holes to just shoot that shit in there. Yeah. You should get some holes. <laughs> you should get some good holes, man. Oh, I got some. <laughs> no, I want you to get like a big metal one in I the back of your port. head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plug in. It. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think you know, Echo is not gonna. He's gonna, he's gonna have like a fallout, like a you know, it's like a guy, uh, a heroin addict, you know, smoking crack and cocaine, you know, and he's gonna have withdrawal from like being hooked up to all these tubes and stuff. So uh, they're gonna have to like, uh, he's gonna need serious medical care, medical care to get through this withdrawal or whatever the fuck. Okay, does that make any sense? Sure. Okay, what's the next episode? Next episode, season seven, episode three, on the wings of Kiradax. On the wings of Kiradax. Okay. On the wings of Kiradax. Uh, should we listen to this one more time? Yeah. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? We do have to. You do have to pull on the wings of life for the next for the next episode, though. Yeah, we'll see how it fits. Oh God, I love that song. Uh, all right, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can reach us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at clonecastpod. Yeah, yeah. Reach out if you want to join the Discord. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff going on there. People are sharing colors. People are sharing uh, Lego stuff. 
A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, if you can leave a review anywhere you can, that would be great. Uh, so we'll see you next time for On the Wings of Kiridax. Until then, may the Padme Nose Art be with you. <laughs> <laughs>